0: Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Share with you our our lesson for this morning from Ephesians chapter 6, we hear verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. We pray. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Please be seated. It has been said that one's parents seem to get smarter as one gets older. Some of you older folks might agree with that. Mark Twain once famously said, When I was 14, I couldn't believe how dumb and ignorant my father was. But when I turned 21, I was amazed at how much he had learned in the past seven years. The statement is humorous. It's funny because we find it relatable and it speaks to uh, something that's very truthful and honest. When we are young, we have a tendency to take our parents for granted. We think far less of our mom and dad than we should. But then when we get a little bit older, we see that they deserve far more credit than than we might have originally given them. That they're usually far smarter, wiser than we had originally thought they were. Now maybe some of you, my friends who are still in college, Maybe you might still be in the midst of all this, where you think that your mom and dad, they might uh, not be all that smart. They might be out of touch with reality a little bit, not in in touch with what's going on in our world. Maybe you cringe at your mom's dating advice that she gives to you, even though you might not ask for it or want it. Don't we groan at dad jokes? Don't we poke fun at, at dad bods? Maybe we feel like our parents are embarrassing us in front of our friends. Maybe we would rather not be seen with our parents or spend much time with them. If this describes you at all, I'd I'd ask you to please reconsider and reevaluate your parents, keeping the fourth commandment in mind. I can tell you personally, when I was a teenager, decades ago, What I wanted and what I selfishly thought was best for me, it was often not in line with what my mom and dad thought was best for me. But now, now that I have somehow managed, by the grace of God and through the hard work and dedication of my parents, to survive those years, I can look back and I can tell you with absolute certainty that I was wrong. I was wrong for thinking that way. I was wrong for having that kind of attitude. The older that I get, and especially now that I'm a parent myself, now that I have little ones that I have to keep track of, that I have to tell them what's best for them, now I respect, I love, and I hope to honor my mom and dad more than ever before. I've thought about it before. Have you ever... Ask yourself, what would you say if you had the chance to go back and, and tell your younger self something? I think I would go back and I'd, I'd smack myself upside the head and, and I would say, mom and dad deserve more credit, more respect, more love, more honor than you are giving than I am giving to them. And this is something that honestly applies to everyone, not just me, but also you. Your mom and dad, they deserve more credit, more respect, more love, more honor from you. Wouldn't you agree? The fourth commandment, which St. Paul is referencing here in our text, would agree. And not because our parents are the best, most excellent parents, There are many parents out there who have not been very good parents. Maybe there's even been a father or mother that's been abusive. Or maybe unloving, cold, absent. Maybe there's even been a parent that has selfishly abandoned a child or their family. And yet, in spite of these terrible sins that parents commit, that doesn't discount the fourth commandment. Even if a child's parent has been terrible, God's commandment still applies. It is our God-given duty as children, which all of us are, we're someone's child, to honor our father and mother, even when those parents might not deserve honor or respect, even when a parent might be exasperating their children. And if that's the case, for us as children, we leave that in God's hands. He will call them to account. God would have the children know that the role that he has given a parent is important. It is a God-given role. It is a vocation and an an office that by its very nature and design is infused with God-given honor. And that means that every single bit of goodwill and obedience, love, and respect that a Christian child can give in good conscience, it should still be given, even to a rotten parent. Now, of course, there may come a time when a child has to properly practice civil disobedience. If your parent dishonors God, and dishonors their office by asking or telling you to do something that God is expressly forbidden, that God doesn't want you to do, well, then you you have an obligation to stand with the apostles and proclaim we must obey God rather than men. And yet, if you ever do find yourself in that kind of difficult, challenging situation, take comfort, have peace in knowing That what you are doing there is actually an act of honor and love towards that parent. That you are saying no to an evil request and that you're pointing them to God and calling upon them to repent. Regardless of, of whether one's parents are good or bad, Christians are called to honor their father and mother. So what does this mean and what exactly does that look like? Well, I'm sure many of you have memorized the meaning of this commandment. Martin Luther in our catechism writes, we should fear and love God so that we do not despise our parents or superiors nor provoke them to anger, but honor, serve, obey, love, and esteem them. The fourth commandment, first of all, calls upon us to not despise or anger, Our parents. That means that we don't want to get angry at them for the decisions that they are making. We don't want to think evil in our hearts about them. We don't want to say disparaging things about our moms and our dads in front of other people. Don't assume the worst of them. Don't be rebellious or defiant. Don't be careless or reluctant or lazy when they ask you to do certain things. Don't grumble or complain about these people that God has placed in your life to be a blessing to you. Instead, we are commanded to honor, serve, obey, love, and esteem them. Show your parents respect. Give them the dignity that their high vocation, that this God-given office and calling of parent deserves. Serve and obey them in your actions value, respect, think highly of them from your heart. Even when you grow out of childhood, you don't ever grow out of this commandment. This isn't a commandment that we ever graduate from. Sure, as we live apart from our parents as grown adults, there might come a time where certain aspects of this commandment fade into the background. We might not necessarily, once we become adults, have uh, this obedience to our moms and dads, and hopefully a mom and dad who is interested in not exasperating their, their children will understand and respect that you make your own decisions and choices. And yet at the same time, as we grow and get older in life, there are other aspects of this commandment that might increase. As a parent gets older, we might need to serve them in other ways, to care for them, to provide for them in their latter years. Even when one's parents might be gone, we are still to love and esteem their memory before others. We are also to love and esteem them as we thank God for giving us such parents who gave us life, who brought us into this world, whose guidance brings with it earthly blessings, which God himself says that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Clearly, this is an important commandment for us to consider. It's a a commandment that protects God's institution and his design for family, which is what we'll be talking about in chapel this week. The functioning of our world and society and, and how important and needed families are for that. This should make us all the more terrified, of course, when we consider how, how far we have fallen short of honoring our moms and dads, of honoring our parents. Even though it would be helpful and we wish that we could go back to our earlier selves and to those times where we remember dishonoring our parents, smack ourselves upside the head and say, you were wrong, love and honor your mom and dad, we can't. We can't go back and change things. We are guilty. We have broken this fourth commandment. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. He, had, he has a plan to right our wrongs. And that plan has come through the work of a perfect child. The Christ child, Jesus. He was one who for us never despised or angered his parents, He always honored, served, obeyed, loved, and esteemed his earthly parents and his heavenly Father. And he carried this out throughout childhood as he was a teenager. Even amazingly, as Jesus is suffering and dying upon the cross, he's keeping the fourth commandment, caring for his mother Mary as he assigns his apostle John to provide for her earthly needs and welfare. Where you and I have failed, Jesus succeeded. He succeeded in keeping this commandment. Glory be to him. Glory be to him for keeping this fourth commandment for us and for keeping all the rest of the commandments for you and me. So that now we who come before him and we repent and we admit and we say, Lord, I I have dishonored my parents and I'm sorry for that. And we turn to him with faith in our hearts He provides his forgiveness. As St. Paul says, we are now standing before God possessing a righteousness that is not from ourselves. We are now standing before God possessing the perfect righteousness of Christ. The perfect righteousness that, that obeyed and honored mother and father. It now covers you and me. From God through faith in Christ. And as for our sins, as for all of those times where we failed as children, Jesus took those sins upon himself. They were heaped upon him as he suffered and died on the cross. And there on the cross, he paid the full price with his lifeblood. He has now purified, washed us clean of those sins. And God the Father, he now turns to us and he points us to the open and empty tomb and even though we don't deserve it, he says, You are forgiven. You are justified. You are declared righteous and innocent in my eyes. You have peace in knowing that heaven belongs to you. What a joyful, happy message that is. We who admit that we have dishonored our parents, we have failed as children, we have forgiveness for those sins through the perfect child our Savior Jesus. And with that in mind, with that joy in mind, circle back around now to the fourth commandment. Not with terror, not with fear, but instead look at it with a heart full of joy. Glorify God for the gift of your parent, your mom and dad, your parents. If you're able, I'd encourage you, tell them how much of a blessing they are to you. Share with them that that you are regretting the times when you weren't a good child. And express to them the gratitude that you have for all that they've done for you. You and I, we look at the fourth commandment now in in a different way and, and we can see and marvel at how God's plan for family is one that we should respect, that we honor, and that we want to live ourselves. And we want to honor our parents by respecting families. And if we are so blessed someday to become parents ourselves, we want to live as God commands us here. Why do we do this, though? I love how Luther begins every explanation of the commandment by saying we should fear and love God by doing these things. We fear and love God because we know that we are right with him, that he has love for us. It all starts with him. We love because he first loved us. And he loved you and me in this way by giving us the blessing of our parents. All thanks, praise, glory be to him for this wonderful blessing of father and mother. Amen.